Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Lewis Drug, Great Life Health and Fitness, and Fireplace Pros. And welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Mark Ovenden. Glad to be joined by Tanner Hoops, the voice of the Canaries, here in the studio. Tanner, I, you were just talking about the long road trip. And uh, I, I, that's the thing that people don't realize. Not that they would think the American Association is glamorous necessarily, but it really doesn't matter what level of baseball you're at, unless you're in the major leagues. And even in the major leagues, even with the, with, you know, you know, flying first class or flying their own plane or, and being in the nicest hotels and eating great food, I'm guessing there are a lot of times you wake up in the morning and go, where the heck am I? Is that the case? That has been the case for the last week and a half, and I tell you, it feels really good to be home, Mark. Appreciate you having me on, by the way. But uh, nine-game road trip out of the way. We hit the halfway point of the season. We get to end that road trip on a high note and hopefully keep that going into tonight as we begin a seven-game homestand. You know, they used to uh, play halves. They, they had a first-half champ and a second-half champ. And they actually do that in the International League. Uh, I was watching the, the Woo Sox the other night, and they've already started their second half. Don't you kind of wish they were doing that still? Because I, I, I'm a traditionalist, and I thought it was kind of goofy at first, because they made up their own rules. Actually, it might have been the Northern League that they did that in here. It was the Northern League, for sure. Uh, I, I don't like things that are non-traditional, and I, but I fell in love with that, because if you make some personnel moves, make some trades, uh, sign a great free agent, like a third of the way into the season who could make a difference for the second half of the year. And, it, you know, based on – because you'd, you'd be exactly at the halfway point now, right? Yep. What are your thoughts on that? Because you missed out on that. Yeah, you know, that was uh, before my time when I was here, but I did go through that a little bit when uh, I was in the Northwoods League. And you know, it makes a big difference, you know. You, you very rarely will start and finish the same uh, season with the same lineup. You know, it, it's just – inevitable in anything that's not the majors and even at the major league level uh so you know i'm i'm the same way in the sense that i'm a traditionalist i like things you know the way they were i like keeping things simple what have you but i, I feel like it could be like the pitch clock mark where i was really opposed to that when the season started Me and too. now that we've gotten a few games under our belt with it i'm starting to see yeah maybe i was wrong about this one well i've been shocked by not here's the deal I, i'm such a baseball fan that I don't want the game sped up by half an hour. But for the sake of the game, I'm going to enjoy it regardless of how long it is. You want people who aren't baseball fanatics to be able to go out, to want to go out to the ballpark, not thinking they have to be there for four or four and a half hours, which to me would be ideal. I love that. Uh, but the fact that it's shortened the games in the major leagues by about a half an hour I'm that blows my mind. I'm yeah. shocked by that. Absolutely. No, it's done exactly what they've wanted it to. And it's about getting that casual fan. It's about getting that new market in and uh, getting some new listeners and uh, or uh, fans in general. Uh, I think they've done a good job with that. And it's been fun to see how it's affected games at our league at our level. And, uh, you know, it's it, it's done what they've hoped it would. And uh, for that, I'm thankful. What have they done in the American Association to speed the games up? Anything at all? So they've got the pitch clock, of course. Um, a lot of times they'll uh, regulate, not always, but most of the time they'll regulate kind of what you can do between innings. They'll have exceptions for certain events, what have you, certain days, holidays. Maybe you get a, a little extended break between the third, fourth inning, what have you. But um, a lot of times it's about keeping constant flow, constant action, or as much as you can in baseball. And I tell you what, hats off to the league. They've done a really good job in that. 
All right. Yeah, it's just yeah to, to make up that much time and and the the trips to the mound have have that never was an issue. You could go out as many times as you wanted. I like I like the rule of when you replace uh, one of your pitchers within an inning, he's got to face three batters. I think that's been probably. Of all the changes they have made, that's probably made the biggest difference. You know, that was fun because you get strategy to come into that. You got to look ahead a little bit, play the lineup cards and see who else could be available. What, uh, what matchups you could not only, uh, face on paper, but you're potentially going to face. Uh, so that's been fun. I like the, uh, the pickoff rule. I didn't know if I'd like that at first. Where throw you get, over twice. Yep. You get two disengagements per at bat. If you throw over a third time, you have to get them or it's a balk. Uh, and that's been fun in the sense to see how some guys strategize that. You know, we're stealing bases at a lot higher rate than we were a season ago, and we've got guys that uh, can run really darn well, and once they get that second throw over, it's kind of fun to see them just take a monster lead knowing they've got the speed to make something happen. Uh, so that's been one of the things I didn't think I would like, but now that I've seen it uh, for about half a year, I really do enjoy it. Do you guys have the bigger base? We don't, actually, in our league. I know that's a big thing with uh, with a lot of leagues right now, and Honestly, uh, stolen bases league-wide are up uh, all the way around, but not due to larger bases, weirdly enough. What do you think about that? I just thought that was kind of trivial. I never understood what was the benefit of it, what they were really hoping to get out of it. Uh, I'm sure there's something. I'm sure there's some science behind it, but that's well above my pay grade. I think the old – all right, this is just my observation of it because it's only, what, four inches wider or something like that. Okay. So it's, it, it, it's eight inches shorter that the base runner has to go to steal the base. Mm. Uh, to me, from a safety aspect, like the first baseman, there's less chance of a collision because of the bigger base. To me, that's a positive, but I don't know if that was their rationale for doing it. It, it may be, and who knows what the rationale is behind anything anymore. But, um, what, what I've seen, what I've, uh, got to experience, uh, firsthand and, you know, honestly, I, I, I love what I do here, but, uh, I do miss watching Major League Baseball. You know, I, I, I am a big fan of it and, uh, love seeing, uh, the Twins play and play well. And they've done a little bit of that this year. Either or, uh, I don't get a chance to see that happen very often. I'm sure there's a reason behind it, what, uh, what they do, uh, rhyme and reason everything. But, uh, for what I have been able to see, I've enjoyed it for the most part. All right. Let's talk about the Canaries. Uh, as you said, it was a big win. How do you, how do you deal with, because you're with a team, uh, I've done play by play for various teams throughout my career and you, you get attached to the team. It's almost like you're a member of the team. You're not, but you kind of are. And you sort of, I, I know that my daily mood is affected by how the Red Sox play. <laughs> how does, how the Canaries play affect Tanner Hoops? And how tough is that when you get, cause you're not a, you're not even, you're not even a fan. You've gotten to know these players much better than anybody in the stands. Yeah, it's been really cool. We have a great group of guys, not just ball players, but they're great guys and I've loved getting to know them. It's a privilege to be able to narrate their stories and be a voice and advocate for them. Uh, so these guys aren't just ball players. They're my friends and it's fun to go out with them and, uh, you know, and just kind of uh, make memories together, what have you. Um, you know, I always like to, uh, control what I can control and, you know, um, I, I know that we'd like to have a few more wins on the field. I do think we're in a good spot halfway through. I think we're in a dangerous spot where we can make a run and be dangerous here in the second half of the year. Um, but, you know, it's kind of like the old adage, no matter what happens on the field, the broadcast is undefeated. You know, you got to do what you got to do up in the booth. And I'm not saying I'm undefeated by any stretch, but, yeah. uh, but you got to do what you got to do. And uh just take the emotions out of it and put together as quality of a product as you can. And, 
Uh, do I want the birds to win every time they go out there? Sure. I hope that, you know, that reflects on uh, what I do, you know, not over the top. I know I, I don't like to be a homer, but, uh, I think people who listen to me, uh, can tell, you know, I'm a, I, I'd like the birds to win every time they go out there, go hundred and no, but, um, you know, just try to separate myself from, uh, from getting too emotionally attached to the point you can't do the job. Well, that's probably a healthy way to look at things. And plus the fact you, you made a good point there. I, Granted, I grew up in Boston where Johnny Most was probably the biggest homer of any broadcaster in the history of radio uh, or professional sports, and I love the guy. He used to argue with the referees during the game because he was courtside during the game, and he, you know, he and Mendy Rudolph would get into it. Uh, that was a little, little over the top, but I would always get excited for whichever team it was that did something great. I would show the same amount of emotion pretty much even if it was the other team. Some guy makes a huge play. Boom. I'm going to talk about it as though uh, hopefully you can't tell which team I'm doing the game for. Right. You know, sometimes you just got to tip your cap when a, when an opposing player makes a really good play. And we've seen that happen sometimes. But, you know, the biggest thing for me is I want, uh, you know, and I, I appreciate when people tell me they tune in, they enjoy the broadcast, what have you. But my goal for myself is to make it as little about me as possible. You know, it's really not about, you know, us in the booth. And I try not to, to distract from what's going on down in the field and, um, you know, if, if somebody makes a great play, regardless of what uniform they're wearing, I, I try to, uh, present it that way. Um, you know, do I want Sioux Falls to go 100? No, absolutely. You know, and I'll get maybe a little bit more excited for, uh, some of our guys, but, um, you know, I, I do pride myself in doing my best to put on professional broadcast one way or another. Well, like you said, they, they've become your friends. You get mm-hmm. to know them and you're, it's just natural for you to pull for them a little bit more than you would the guys on the other team. I think that's just human instinct and, no one could blame you for that. Just, yeah, crossing the line and becoming where you're questioning every play that goes against your team or whatever, that gets kind of old. You know, if uh, if there's anything that maybe I'll give myself a little bit of a leash for here is uh, how Charlie Hasty did not make the All-Star team. You know, maybe maybe I'll uh, question that a little bit, but tell you what, he's a Red Sox guy. You'd like him, Mark. You know, he's uh, he's the league leader in saves, and uh, he's been really good for us this season. Maybe that's the only thing I might uh, might let myself kind of question on air how that decision. Yeah, but that's about. okay to do that. I mean, that, that's fine. I I look at the Red Sox, and to be perfectly honest, I didn't think they had any All Stars in the first half of the year. And if they did, it certainly wasn't the guy that made it. Not that he shouldn't be on the All Star team, but Kenley Jansen was he was fine. I would have picked Alex Verdugo because he's playing such phenomenal right field. I never saw that coming, and he's been pretty clutch. But but uh, nobody asked me. <laughs> I don't get a vote either. Yeah, we're in I, that boat. So anyway, all right, let's talk about some of the guys on the team. You said it's a great bunch of guys. Who cracks you up the most on the team? So that this season would be Wellington Dotel. We have a lot of great clubhouse guys, you know, and. Dotel is uh, is one of the veterans on this team, but you almost wouldn't know it. You know, he's uh, he's 37 years old, but he still acts like he's a 20 year old. You know, he just has a lot of fun. Um, just keeps the clubhouse loose. You know, he's uh, he's kind of a quiet veteran leader type of guy. Uh, so he's the guy that I think kind of gets everybody going the most. You know, kind of like you know breaks that tension because you know it's baseball. It you know, no matter how good of a clubhouse you have, uh, there's always going to be certain moments throughout a season, a hundred game season where. Uh, maybe you need somebody to just kind of lighten the mood a little bit and give that comic relief. And, uh, Dotel beef, as they call him, is, uh, is that guy for us. But we got a lot of guys who can take up that role. You know, Jabari's got that megawatt smile. He's great to be around. He's fantastic. And, uh, 
you know, they, we've got a good mix of guys who are vets who've been around the league a long time, uh, some young guys, some, uh, some rookies who are contributing well. And then between those two groups, you get a good group of guys who are very businesslike, go about what they do, just put their head down to their job. And then another group who's, you know, there to, to be leaders who are there for, for comic relief, who can, uh, uh, sense the mood in the clubhouse and then, uh, let their actions, let their play in the field reflect that. Who is the leader in the clubhouse? I think it's Mike Hart, you know, just kind of watching what we see uh, as far as, um, you know, players who takes command when they're down there. I think that's Mike. Mike is all business. He's very uh, cerebral about what he does. You know, he does a good job. He's a player coach. He does a good job uh, coaching uh, some of these young guys up, explain to them what they need to do, what they uh, could be doing better, what he's uh, liking out of them. Uh, so he'll give you feedback, but, you know, he's not going to be one of those guys that, you know, uh, uh, gets the clubhouse laughing, you know, he's not going to clown around with them. He's just, he's very cerebral, puts his head down and then, and coaches goes about there and does his job. Tanner Hoops is our guest. He is the uh, Canaries play by play guy. Now you've got three player coaches on the team, uh, which is odd. I mean, no, it's not odd. It's, it's, I don't think I've ever heard of it before. Not saying it's wrong. I, mm. It sounds like it's working out pretty well. How, what's been your, observation of how that's gone you know it's been fun to see the compare and contrast uh, with the styles and what have you uh mike is always looking out for uh mike myers always looking out for uh, the players and his player coaches in their best interest and putting them in positions to succeed and he gives those guys all the opportunities in the world to uh to not only make life uh better for themselves uh, as baseball players but then life after baseball as well because I think there are futures for all three of those guys and probably a few others in the in the clubhouse uh, as far as being coaches and managers at at uh, some level of baseball going forward um you know Mike is uh, hard is responsible for our defensive positioning they call him the defensive coordinator you know the shift isn't banned in our league yet and uh, Mike's taking advantage of that uh, Ty Colbreth in his first year is the pitching coach. He does a really good job, goes out there and does the mound visits, what have you. And, you know, Mike, uh, it was a former pitcher. He handled a lot of those duties, uh, up until this season. And, you know, he's, he's kind of given the reins over to Ty and, uh, Ty's responded really well. And then Jabari, you know, over to turns as the hitting coach. And well, I mean, what, what better guy to learn uh, how to hit a baseball from than one of the guys who's the best to ever do it at this level? It's funny when you look at some of the managers in, in, over the years, too, in in the major leagues, an awful lot of those guys are utility players that didn't start, who observe the game from the bench and probably spent a lot of time in the ear of their manager just talking about the game. Yeah, you know, I get that feeling, too. You know, with Jabari, he DHs a lot. He's playing the field a little more maybe this season, but uh, still a DH for the most part and gets a lot of time in the clubhouse, get the vibe around the guys and uh, get to see things through a different lens. And I think Mike is kind of the same way as in Hart, um, you know, he plays a lot of first base for us. That's what he'll go to the all-star game as, uh, but he has the ability to play in the outfield, both corner spots, third base. He can catch a little bit, hasn't this season, but has the ability to. And, you know, he just, he does a, a good job kind of seeing the game through all kinds of lenses and various different angles and then applies that to his coaching philosophy. Tanner Hoops is our guest. He is the voice of the birds. You really should change. You should have a stage name for the summer, like Tanner Bats. And then you could do Tanner hoops for when you're doing basketball in the winter, and you should change it based on the season. You're not the first person who's told me that, Mark. I tell you, um, yeah, no, I, I I always get that. You know, did you change your name for your profession, what have you? And you know, they ask me, is that a stage name? I say, no, it's just Dutch German. <laughs> That's it. 
That's what I was named. Mine's mine's not a stage name either, obviously. So you talked about feeling like you're in a, in a good position. You're 21 and 29, which I might look at you and go, well, how could that be a good position? Why do you say that? You know, I think that we're continually getting better. I think we're continuing to get better from the start of this season. And I think we've maybe got a few more pieces now with the draft coming up this weekend. We'll see a few guys that maybe uh, don't get selected, some guys that uh, do get selected, and then you got to find room for them. So maybe some bets in affiliated bowl get released, and we have an opportunity to snap some of them up. Uh, I think that's just the nature of this league, you know, and all these guys know each other that we've got a lot of guys that are really connected throughout the baseball community. So I, I think this roster is going to change quite a bit, but I do like where it's headed right now. You know, we're, we're, I think three and a half out of playoff position, uh, entering play tonight. And, you know, we're, we're right there and we feel like we've got a group that can make a run. We don't feel like we played our best baseball yet. You know, we, we still feel like there's another level that we can take another step forward. We can take this season and uh, we're all pretty confident. You know, the clubhouse is in a good spot right now. Uh, that we feel like we can make a push here in the back end of the season. All right, so if you're the general manager and you're looking to improve the club, you see them every day, where would you say that would need to be? You know, uh, pitching's always going to be the first thing that people look at, you know, because uh, we're hitting the ball well, you know, and you always well, it's do. Gotten it's gotten better. Like, it's getting there. Yeah, because it, it was not very good in the beginning. Of the no, year. no, and it, it we knew it would get better, and I think there's still another step forward we can take with that. Uh, some of it, you know, is conducive to the ballpark. Uh, but you can't always just blame it on the ballpark. I know that's a popular excuse, but at the same time, uh, we do feel like there's another step forward we can take. And I don't know if that means roster turnover, because I do think we got a good group of guys on our roster right now. Uh, I think there's a lot of those guys that can continue to take a step forward. I do believe that they're going to. A lot of our pitching staff is young this year, especially in the bullpen mark, and those guys are only going to get better and better. And I'm really excited for, uh, for uh, optimistic here for the second half. And I love the fact that you got a couple of local guys on the team. Uh, Jared in particular, who's really producing for you. Yeah, you know, we've had uh, uh, Seth Miller coming off the uh, College World Series team, Jordan Barth. Uh, he, those Jordan, two have I'm been sorry. awesome. But, um, no, they, they've been fantastic this season. And uh, it's been awesome to see that we keep that connection going. You know, Tim does a great job over at Augustana. And uh, getting to see that success, that, that uh, kind of pseudo pipeline we've got together, uh, has been really, really cool to see, and we're excited to keep that going. Well, Jordan's batting about 300, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He just had an 11-game hitting streak, uh, lost that in Kansas City, but still, he's been hitting the ball really darn well. He's been seeing it well and uh, producing both offensively, defensively. Seth has looked really darn good on the bump, giving us some long relief innings, made one spot start for us and took a tough luck loss that day. But, uh, you know, it's really cool. You know, they they uh, switched that Viking uniform to a Canary one, and they still look like, you know, <laughs> nothing ever changed. You just need to get some South Coast State guys, too. That's right. Then yeah, we it. can get a couple of jacks in. We'll, uh, we'll start uh, making a little pipeline here. Two great programs in college baseball. This has been fun, Tanner. I We haven't talked one iota about Major League Baseball, other than the Twins a little bit, but uh, you're a Yankee fan, right? <laughs> yeah, not, not, not quite. No? I'm a Twins guy. Okay, you are a Twins I guy. I am a Twins guy. Right. I live in the Twin Cities. I gotcha. All right. Well, that's good then. I, hopefully they can play on our team split when they just played each other. Mm-hmm. So um, we can both go home happy or both go home disappointed from all of that. I was disappointed because the two games I went to, the Twins won. You know, Mark, uh, your team, the Sox, they may finish with a better record this season. But the Twins have a better chance of playing in the postseason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's kind of by default, but you know, we'll take Hey, it is what it is. That, that changes all the time. It just so happens the AL East right now is pretty strong, but uh, you know what? The Twins won 
two World Series. One of the years they won a World Series, you look back in their record, and it wasn't that great during the regular season. They won the World Series. Kind of hoping maybe they can do what Atlanta did a couple of years ago, 45 and 44 at one point, and then second half, turn it on. Yeah. Well, I think Atlanta might be the team to beat this year. Uh, this year for sure. All right. Tanner, thanks a bunch. We'll talk soon. Appreciate you, Mark. Thank right. you. See ya. Most of the time, you don't give your garage door a second thought until it doesn't open or close. That's where Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls comes in. Our service professionals are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. If you have a garage door emergency, we'll be there. And we're here for preventative maintenance, too. Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls, now celebrating 55 years in Sioux Falls, plus offices in Aberdeen and Watertown. Find us at OverheadDoorSD.com. That's OverheadDoorSD.com. Looking for a new career? How about one where you can help save lives? The customers of Rosenbauer Worldwide depend on them so they can do just that. No experience in manufacturing? No problem. Rosenbauer's on-the-job training will have you wiring a complete fire truck in no time at all. And personal time off starts from day one with 10 paid holidays. Join the Rosenbauer family today by applying online at buildfiretrucks.com. That's buildfiretrucks.com. Buying a new truck for your farm or ranch is all about the bottom line. At Billion Fleet Farm and Ram Commercial Business Link, we know that better than anyone. We have the experience, selection, and industry-exclusive pricing and incentives to help you with your bottom line. Plus, new Ram trucks have been named Motor Trend Truck of the Year for the third year in a row. To see if you qualify for fleet pricing on a new Ram, call 888-531-1013 or go to billionauto.com slash fleet. No one has a handbook for what we're living through today, which is why the experience you have access to makes all the difference in how you make it to tomorrow. For decades, Dakota Bank has worked with ag producers through industry, economic, and regional changes. We're committed to agriculture. We're committed to the producers and families that make our communities great. Go with commitment, experience, and integrity. Dakota Bank, banking, insurance, mortgage, and trust. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Insurance and Trust not FDIC insured. Are you looking for a fun, rewarding place to work? At Arby's, they've had plenty of people make it into a fulfilling career, like Denise Hone, who started over 30 years ago. It's not just a job for me. It's a family environment where I've always enjoyed coming to work every day with a smile. There are great opportunities for advancement, and we would love for you to become part of our team. Find out more about working at your favorite Arby's. Apply now by texting Big Beef to 85000. Penny Kleindienst is an interior designer. So when Eric and Becky Roskop hired Simply Perfect to update their dream home, she knew where to turn. The experts at Fireplace Pros have a wide variety of heat and glow and heat later fireplaces to choose from. And they hit a home run with a contemporary fireplace they chose together. They always help me come up with the perfect fireplace that makes all the difference in the way a home looks and feels. Our gas fireplaces and inserts from Heat and Glow and Helator are the best in the business. You can stop in and see the region's largest showroom or visit us on the web at fireplaceprofessionals.com and get a virtual tour. We have almost 100 Heat and Glow and Helator models on display and even more in stock. If you ever need advice, just call 339-0775 or better yet, stop in and see us. We're Fireplace Pros, 1217 West 41st Street, Sioux Falls. Just like Becky and Eric, you're going to love the way your home feels. Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Sanford Health, Rosenbauer, Vance Thompson Vision, Dakota Bank, Hague Realtors, and Comfort King. 
And again, also brought to you by Lewis Drug. Lewis has been around since 19, let's see, they're 81 years old. So that would put them at 1942 is when they opened up. That is just unbelievable. 81 years they've been doing business here in Sioux Falls. Now they got 60 locations, 60. Um, and they, they just because they do things the right way. They always stop and help you and make sure you're taken care of when you're in there, whether it be for pharmaceutical needs or whatever. I, I know when I walk in there, somebody either in a white coat or a blue shirt is going to help me out. And it's very comforting to know that. I usually don't need help, but when I need it, they are very quick and very willing to help out. Thanks to Lewis Drug, you're not only the uh, first stop, you're the only stop. And speaking of, you know, if you're hungry and you want the only stop, it's Arby's. Arby's by far, in a way, I just can't think of a reason why you wouldn't go to Arby's because they've got so many different things to choose from. They're always changing the menu. They have seasonal items on there, in addition to all the things that you'd always want anyway, if you're a... If you're uh, the the traditional roast beef sandwich with with roast beef and cheese um, with curly fries, you can get that 12 months out of the year. But, uh, yeah, Arby's, they've got the meats and the treats. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Calling All Sports. Today's show was brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Great Life Health and Fitness, Lewis Drug, Fireplace Pros, Sanford Health, Dakota Bank, Rosenbauer, Dakota Beverage, Vance Thompson Vision, Corey Insurance, Hague Realtors, Pusett Speedway, Comfort King, Billion Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, the South Dakota Golf Association, and Corey and the Fireflies.